Hello, and welcome to North Lawrence Connection, the official podcast of North Lawrence Community Schools here in Lawrence County, Indiana. I'm Susan Petty, and I'm the principal of Needmore Elementary School, and I will be one of the co-hosts of North Lawrence Connection. I'm Melanie Hazelwood. I will be your other host. I am also the instructional coach at the Olytic Campus. You can download the podcast or subscribe to the episodes on any of the podcast apps or sites, including Anchor, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Overcast, and most of the other popular podcast forums. You can also listen directly from our podcast Facebook page, which is North Lawrence Connection. So head on over to Facebook, like our page, and listen there. So let's get this started and get down to business. Welcome back to episode three of North Lawrence Connection. We'd like to start today's episode with announcing our trivia winner from last week's question. Remember, we asked you to name a landmark that was made using Bedford limestone. We had a lot of great responses, and some of the answers included the Pentagon, the Biltmore Estate, the original Rockefeller Center, just to name a few. However, our winner was Kim Webb, third grade teacher at Olytic. You were selected with your answer of the Empire State Building. Congratulations, Kim. We have a new trivia question this week for episode three, which is a very fitting trivia question, being as our guest today is BMS principal, Mr. John Hudson. So the question for this week is, what is a Bedford Stonecutter, which is the mascot for BMS? Be sure to email your response to podcast at nlcs.k12.in.us. And again, this week's trivia question is, what is a Bedford Stonecutter? Speaking of mascots, we would like to announce our athletic events that are coming up this week. Our BNL teams are competing at Columbus East and Madison for the boys' varsity and JV games. Freshman boys' basketball are competing at Columbus East and New Albany. Girls' basketball will be playing against Seymour and Brownsburg, while the boys' and girls' swimming and diving team will be competing against New Albany. Our wrestling team at BNL will be competing against Bloomington High School North and Northview. Middle school athletics, Olytic will be playing at Lagodi, that's boys and girls, and the Bedford teams, the boys will be playing against Seymour and the girls against Mitchell. The elementary basketball tournament will be this Saturday, the 11th, played at BNL. So good luck to the elementary teams. That's actually a seeded tournament, believe it or not. Now we're going to announce our featured teacher. It is Sandra Phillips, first grade teacher at the Olytic K-8 campus. Sandra is an outstanding first grade teacher who comes every day bringing her amazing and fun for learning attitude every day to her first grade students. She was um, a leader in professional development this summer with the science of reading, as well as she is someone each day that I learn from as well and brings the love of learning to her first grade classroom every single day. Congratulations, Sandra. 
Congratulations, Sandra. Glad that you were selected by our curriculum department to be the feature teacher for the month of December. All right, we are ready to introduce our guest for episode three. I think Melanie put it very well last week when she called him the man, the myth, the legend. So I would like to introduce to everyone Mr. John Hudson, principal at Bedford Middle School. Wow! What a oh what oh! A great, I'm so sorry. We're, we're still Wait. we're still learning our sound effect buttons. Wrong wrong one. Wrong I'm run. so sorry. Well, I think it worked. I think it worked. There, there, we go. there we go. There we go. There we go. Much better. Thank you. Thanks for having me. We're so Third. glad you're here. Yep. Third. Hey. Episode three. Third. Best one yet. <laughs> hey, it's not, not about the number. Okay, it's about the quality. That's all right. Not first or second. Third. We're good. Yep. It's about the quality. First two episodes were great. Hey, loved thanks. hearing from Maggie. Loved hearing from Jen. They did a great job. Great. Big shoes to fill. Yeah. Hey. So, John... Now that you're here, tell us a little bit about yourself. Like, how did you come into education? What are you excited about coming up at BMS? We're so excited to learn. Well, I'm excited to be here as well. Um, thanks for having me. I am a graduate of Bloomfield High School and then went to the University of Southern Indiana for my undergrad. Screaming Eagles. That's right. And um, I tried to get as far out, like, away from home without getting out-of-state tuition. <laughs> <laughs> and I didn't want to go north because it was That's colder. Expensive. So I was like, well, was, no. Um, it, it was a good school, and I, I enjoyed it. Um, and then I was a uh, teacher in Perry Township and uh, then became an administrator. And my whole family, other than just a few people, are all educators or were educators. Um, so it's just sort of in the blood. And... Uh, yeah, this is my fifth year here in North Lawrence Community Schools, and I have the privilege of being the principal now at Bedford Middle School, like like, uh, like you said. So, in addition to wearing the hat as a building principal, don't you also wear the hat of being a dance dad? It's, yeah, I do wear that hat. Um, it's not as glittery as some people think it should be. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, I... I have uh, three daughters, and uh, one of them is in college, so she's not dancing right now. Um, but, um, yeah, they, they've gone through the whole program, junior high through high school, and we'll continue to do it. I, th I think, now I'm not sure, but I think we will have the longest-running uh, family in Mitchell dance, you know, if you look at going from my oldest to my youngest wow. being in there. Nice. I don't know that there's any other people that have three daughters in it. So we kind of just win by default. But. So just curious. Yeah. Did you ever do their hair and makeup for dance competitions? Absolutely not. <laughs> <laughs> never once. I never feel like once. that needs to be a competition. I've like. never <laughs> even gone and picked up supplies for their hair and makeup and stuff because it is, if you get it wrong, You're it, out. it would be bad. You know, it's probably best that yeah. you didn't. It's that very, you didn't very much. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Very much the best. All right, so share with us some things happening at Bedford Middle School that you would like to highlight or showcase to our listeners. Yeah, we, we have about 450 students. Uh, it's about 65 staff members, um, and they, they all do a great job each and every day. They're just really hard workers. Um, 
some of the things that we're, we're pretty excited about are related arts programs and uh, our classes and programming. Uh, this year, our students are going to be um, producing the yearbook, which will be really fun. Uh, we have a weekly I Spy program, and uh, I've not seen it firsthand, but I've heard everything about it, but the BMS 5K, so I'm looking forward to that at, towards the end of the school year, but people start planning pretty early for that, so um, looking forward to having that as well. Um, yeah, just those are some of the things that happen each and every day, you know, and then some things that are a little bit more long-term. So, so tell, oh, tell me a little more about the I Spy. Yeah, so it's just one of those uh, PBIS. You guys had talked about that before, um, I think, last episode. Yeah, we love our acronyms. Yeah. PBIS. PBIS, <laughs> Positive Behavior <laughs> Intervention Support. So um, it's one of those things where, you know, we we spy you, I spy, we saw you doing something good. And then so we hand them a ticket, and then they can um, turn that into the office area, and then we do a drawing every Friday. Ooh, so, what are some of the prizes? Yeah, it's it's mostly little just candy, little little something yeah. or other, you know. Um, hey, middle schoolers work for that kind I'll of thing. What, Absolutely. I do a lot for candy as well. <laughs> yeah. Um, you know, do a lot for Snickers, I'm sure. Snickers are good. Yeah, Snickers are good. Um, Reese's Cups. Reese's Cups are up there, but it's Mr. Good Bar. That's my favorite. Yum. Sounds Susan's making a really bad face. Well, I just, I don't know. That just it seems a little boring with the chocolate and nuts. You know, I don't know. Wow. I like the caramel myself, so. Yeah. To each yeah. their own. Yeah. Good thing I just bought it's you good. a bag of Mr. Good Bar, Susan. <laughs> take those back. Nowhere to take them now. So I'm interested in hearing more about these related arts classes because it sounds like the kid, the opportunities um, are a lot there for at the middle school. What kind of related arts classes do you all have at BMS? Yeah, so we have we have a couple different groups or, or categories of related arts classes. So we have related arts classes that all students take, and then we also have electives. So um, some of the related arts classes would be like uh, Project Lead the Way. It would be... Uh, why am I going blank? Project Lead the Way, Facts, Family family and Consumer Science, um, Art, and either PE or Health, depending on their grade level. And then students can also have, they also have electives. So they can choose to be in the Chromebook um, Help Desk or the Media Experience class. We also have study halls. Um, so those are just some of the there's about seven things that they could they could possibly be doing wow yeah and what do they do in chromebook help desk that sounds like something i might need when my chromebook isn't working very well that's exactly what it would be um sometimes with students taking those chromebooks back and forth home and back and then uh you know to each each of the classes and things happen and things get damaged so we have students who are actually uh trained on how to fix those so in-house student breaks one something happens to it they can take it down to mr deckard's class he actually does the same class at olytic as well um so they take it to they can take it to that classroom and those students are actually the ones who fix them so they take them apart they get their tools out they take them apart see what's broken and and repair it a lot of times it can just be given right back uh, you know that day and some days, depending on what it is, it may take a little bit longer. But most of the time, it's a pretty quick turnaround. So we give the students a loaner device, and then the kids fix that one, and then they get it back to them. 
Nice. Pretty sure I just paid $95 for the Geek Squad to have my own <laughs> laptop at home repaired, so maybe I should have just brought it over to BMS. Tell you what, our kids, I, I don't know that I'd call them that because they're, I mean, I know what you're saying. Yeah, it's, it's a, yeah, Best it, Buy. I know, yeah. It, we have our own squad there, and it's it's pretty impressive what those kids do um, with, with really very little training. I think Mr. Deckard shows them a few things, like it might be this or it might be that, and then he has a couple of... Um, kind of quote-unquote dummy uh, Chromebooks that they can really just open all the way up and see what all the pieces are. And he trains them on, on what those are. And then so when they're actually working on a live one, you know, one that, one that we need repaired and fixed, they know exactly what they're looking for. That's it's pretty, amazing. Yeah, it's pretty yeah. cool. Yeah. Yeah, what great skills to be able to take uh, past even middle school and high school to be able to use. Absolutely, yeah. So with the facts, family, and community, family and consumer science program at the middle school level, do kids still cook and bake in those classes? I remember that I did that and just didn't know if that was still a thing. Yeah, sure do. Yeah. So it's, um, it's a little bit of some financial things. It's a little bit of cooking things. Um, They just kind of learn several things, you know, around the house, things that will help them in in their lives. Um, Life skills for when they're out living on their own. Yeah, one of the, I mean one of the best days we've had was you just walk through the hallways and the smell of the fax room is just amazing. <laughs> These apple crisp thing, I don't know. Remember Does the what principal they were. get to sample? The principal did not get to sample. Oh, um, what? That's <laughs> right. Yeah, but when they had only made just enough for the students, so I thought it'd be pretty bad if I took you know one of the students. But the financial part, I think that's so important because I can remember in school, you know, you kind of get out there in college and you're like, what just happened? I have money of my own. So I think that's really important, even middle school, that they start to teach them, you know, things about financial responsibility. Yeah, it's cool. The, and most of the students really like it. You know, it's one of those related arts. You have some kids who really like PE and some kids who just don't really like that, you know, PE. Some kids really like Project Lead the Way and some kids really don't. So it, it, it is good that students are getting a variety of, of related arts classes and then a couple of electives that they can have or one elective that they can have throughout the day as well. Yeah, nice to have choices. Yeah. Tell us a little bit about media experience. What's okay. that? Yeah, so media experience is also taught by Mr. Deckard. And so it's a class about design, uh, usually graphic design. For instance, we, we have a dance coming up uh, tomorrow. And we went to that classroom and asked them for a flyer. So we would give them some of the parameters, some of the details, some of the information, and uh, they came up with their own flyer. So then we had about 10 that we wanted, that we could choose from. So we had one that we posted, you know, to social media, and then we had the other uh, seven or eight or nine, however many there were, um, that we posted around the building. So that students didn't think that theirs wasn't selected, but we, we got to use one that just looked better on a graphic and uh, so Mr. Decker talks about that a lot where like, he does some graphic design you know personally and so he said you know you you may send someone a design and they may not like it and it's okay it doesn't mean that it's it's a bad design it just didn't fit what they wanted so students are really they're they're getting this kind of real world of almost like they're having clients 
and we, the school or the client, where we go to them and say, we need this thing done, and uh, the kids work on it, and then it comes back to us. Um, then we offer feedback to them if we need to, and then they make some adjustments, make some changes. So this is also the same class that's doing our yearbook. So we're taking pictures, and uh, we send them to Mr. Deckard. Mr. Deckard then has a, a folder that the kids have, and, and they have access to that. And so one of the days when I went into the classroom, they were looking at Mr. Deckard was giving them on the, on the board, uh, like on the screen, examples of other yearbooks and what looks good, what doesn't look good, what color schemes work well together, and, you know, too bright with too bright of a um, of a font, you know, you can't see it. So he's just giving them the chance to do that. So the students are using that classroom to also, like, come up with a lot of design things. It's really cool. Sounds like they're also getting a taste of marketing and branding, yeah. which is something that they might have interested interest in um beyond high school yeah Yeah. and actually could move over then to the career center to see if they want to do that you know in high school as well absolutely yep that's the idea great opportunities so you talked about the variety of academics that are offered to students based on their interest the electives can you talk about the different opportunities available at the middle school for kids um extracurricular wise academic teams athletic teams band Sure. We have band, choir, orchestra. Um, those are also electives. Wow, I really should have mentioned that before. That's that's my fault. Uh, back in the related arts section, that was that was in the, the electives. So band, choir, orchestra. Um, so after school, we have um, all of our sports. You know, so right now we're in basketball, obviously. And so we have uh, wrestling, swimming, Volleyball, football, tennis, cross country, um, golf, cheerleading. We have like all the, I mean, we have all the main major sports. Um, other than, I guess, baseball and softball. Um, I was getting kind of surprised about that. I guess there's not a whole bunch of middle school baseball teams and softball teams, but. That is kind of surprising. Yeah, I think you have, have every other sport except for that in middle school. That's, that's kind of weird. Um, but. Yeah, so stu- students have a variety of options to get into an after-school uh, program. We have a program that meets every Tuesday after school. Uh, it's called After the Bell. We have uh, a Dungeons and Dragons club that meets Ooh, once a week, neat. I think, once every week or once every once every two weeks. Um, I I think with some of the, and I'm going to bring up the the you know, the word COVID was some of that. It really stopped some of the things that we did and it was hard to get them going again. Um, so I, some of the programs that we've had in the past just haven't happened this year just for those reasons. Um, for instance, uh, we don't have any of the academic teams right now. We don't have math bowl. We don't have spell bowl. Um, we don't have the robotics club, um, when those things kind of all got shut down, it just got really hard to get those back up and running. And so we're, we're still trying to push for those. Those haven't just totally gone away. But um, the, the interest right now in those, we're trying to raise the interest of our students. Um, so, Well, in those groups, I think their competitions at the local and state level are still virtual competitions rather than some of the other, um, like the athletic teams are back to having in-person meets and games. Yeah. So kids, kids have a 
variety of, of after-school programs that they can do, but it's just not quite to the level that we would like it, and we're, we'll get we'll get back mm-hmm. to that, though. Sure. Are there anything that kids are um, have the opportunity of doing while they're at school to participate in anything um, academic-wise that you're doing at school? So during our advisory class, uh, so someone was asking about that the other day, what is advisory? And so uh, advisory is a 30-minute period that we have attached either right before or right after, depending on your grade level, right? Uh, it's attached to your lunch period. So you have each student is assigned an advisory teacher. It's kind of like what we would have maybe thought of as a, of a homeroom, but it happens in the middle of the day. Um, it's where a lot of information gets uh, sent out to students. Hey, in your advisory today, you need to take your lunch count. Hey, in advisory today, we're watching this video. Or hey, in advisory today. So students have, or excuse me, teachers use that time also that if students need a little extra help, a little extra work, if someone was out for a few days or something, they can go into their advisory class and in their team, they can, since all seventh grade have an advisory at the same time or all eighth grade have it at the same time, they can, they can say, you know, the math teacher could say, hey, I need um, two, these two students to come down and, and finish this test. Or, hey, they, I noticed that their homework, they need a little help with this. Can you bring them down? You know, can you send them down during that time? Um, and the really cool thing to me is you think of Bedford Middle School as this, like, huge – or, or I did being a small town kid you think of it as just a huge building but really they're in little pods so really a lot of kids don't move more than like 40 feet for their content area classes they, they they're just all right in a little pod of four classrooms so it's really easy for those teachers to kind of step out and have a kid go from one room to the next and they they can get some help um, what we did for the last uh, six or seven weeks, five or six weeks, six or seven weeks, um, we had an exact path challenge. So it's, you know, exact path for those who don't know is uh, online um, program based off of NWEA. And so it puts you on the quote unquote exact path. Air quotes are really hard to do when you're doing a podcast. <laughs> so I apologize for that. Um, but students are so what, what we're doing is we're looking at time on task for that and so if uh, a certain advisory group if you got over 500 points if you met your goal whatever um, they're gonna we're gonna have a end of the semester celebration and so it got a lot of students um, to be working on their exact path when normally they would not be doing that they'd be not doing that you know whatever else they'd be doing during their advisory class if it wasn't you know exactly um, scheduled for for them that day um so it's been really beneficial to have that advisory class um challenge yeah that sounds like a great incentive and um to be able to work on something that's on their level as well as have an incentive sounds like a go for me i'm sure the teachers really like that too because they have some flexibility to help get kids caught up or give them extra support when needed yeah, they do. I, it, this was kind of born out of, and I mean, if we're just gonna say it, you know, middle school kids and a Chromebook, they're they're on they're on YouTube. If there's not something in front of them directly to just, which I would be on YouTube. I, 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 it's not a 
Right. It's not slam to the kids. That's right. just, it's, I mean, you know, YouTube's on there. So Googling uh, how to repair your Chromebook. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, so teachers, I think we're getting, uh, you know, throwing around ideas. How can we keep the students engaged in academic content? Um, and so it, it, it was born out of that kind of need. And so what we do is we ask the students to, to complete about 15 to 20 minutes a day. And if they're on 15 or 20 minutes of time on task, um, then they've met their goal. And then so the last day is they can use it as they want. And that's when teachers usually use that now as a, uh, a time to bring students into their room if they needed extra help, that kind of thing. But they, they, they also have that 15 extra minutes of, of advisory. Awesome. So thinking about students getting ready for middle school and parents that are trying to like think about their sixth grader going to middle school, what's some advice that you would give parents or students of sixth graders um, that are thinking about next year as they get ready for middle school? All right. I'm going to ask this question. Is this real advice or is this sort of like, hey, make sure to know where your locker is? Or is this like real? Both. Because as parents, I I anticipate, you know, parents might feel nervous or have some anxiety about sending their child to middle school after being at the elementary level and that kids might be feeling the same way. So, yeah. Yeah. So, on just the like logistics part of it, we will have an open house, or we'll have a couple times, you know, where where uh, families can come in and tour the building. And like I said just a few minutes ago, it really is parent. Almost every parent is, sh- it, I don't, I don't say shocked, but if it's your first time to be in Bedford Middle School or the first time to have a child go through Bedford Middle School, a lot of us have been to Schaefer Auditorium or we've been over to the the gym across, you know, in the parking lot there. Um, but not a lot of people have actually gone into the building to, to see it. So if it's your first time, it, it can be overwhelming. But it, most parents are immediately relieved to know that their four content area classes are literally within 40 feet of each other. So, you know, little Billy doesn't have to walk all the way down to one end, you know, this isn't B&L, you, you know, and I shouldn't say that about B&L. I don't know what their schedules are like there either, right. but it's not like they're, you know, walking a mile and then walking a and mile back to class. And they have two minutes to get to class. To yeah, class. Right. Absolutely. So passing periods of four minutes, um, plenty of time to get to anywhere in that building that you would need to get to. So, um, yeah, be on the lookout. So sixth grade parents be on the lookout for the, the, the times that we have, um, our open houses, you know, towards the end of the school year. Um, we'll also be talking to students about electives coming up soon. So we try to have those selected. We want our students to have those selected by February-ish um, just so that we can start making schedules. So we have to start making those, you know, pretty soon because it's it, it's quite a bit. So um, the other sort of piece, the sort of principal piece, you know, that I would, a little bit of advice that I would give is, if we think back to that 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 word again, that COVID word, so many students in um, in seventh and eighth grade now started middle school and are finishing middle school in in a world that we never knew. Number one, we didn't know turning things in on online. We didn't know that yeah. the three of us in here and most people listening to this. I doubt most of our students are listening to this, but. Um, we, we don't know those things. We don't know how that works. 
Um, so they're going through something that we haven't ever gone through, plus the pandemic. So what was it, a year and a half, two years ago, when we just shut down in March? We're just like, you know what? We're sending packets home, and we're going to, you know. And how much, if we're, if we're you know, if we took some truth serum, I, I'm, I'm guessing that, we didn't all check super, super hard to make sure everybody was getting everything done. So yeah. some some students sort of got in that habit. And then last year at the middle school level, you know, we, we were hybrid, you know, for a lot of where, you know, the right. kids went two days a week. Kid, students have really gotten into the pattern of if I don't turn it in, it's fine. If I don't turn it in, it's fine. And so I would say to parents, my biggest advice to them right now is – you, you know, they, they'll figure out the building. That, that I mean, that, that's an easy one. What they're going to, what, what I think our sixth grade students will struggle with the most is every single thing is a different Google Classroom. Every classroom that they go to is a different, different Google Classroom. So getting back into the habit of getting your assignments completed and turned in, um, you know, it's the things we always talk about, you know, make sure they get lots of rest, make sure you get a good breakfast, make sure you get things. I'm saying, I would add to that and just say, make sure that your child's getting their, their assignments turned in. Um, because that, that's what I'm seeing is our biggest hurdle right now in middle school is that students just are not turning their things in because they've gotten into a pattern where they haven't really had to, and there's not been any really major consequences so well and they're not really having to bring home any papers anymore that I think yeah. parents were used to looking for and they don't really have any textbooks that they're bringing home everything's online so even for parents there's not a whole lot to check so when Johnny or Susie comes home and the parent says well do you have any work it's pretty easy to be like no I don't have anything because it's all online so it's even you know kind of a learning curve for parents because you really have to get them to open up that device and check all those Google classrooms or to ask the teacher, you know, is there some sort of, you know, paper coming home at the beginning of the school year? You know, what should I be looking for? Where do I need to look for that? Um, and I think the middle school does a good job because they're, they might have a Google Classroom or a learning hub to go to to be checking for those things. Um, so it really is going back to that, you know, because there isn't the paperwork going home anymore that we used to have or are familiar with because it is all online now. So at the middle school level, do parents also have access to PowerSchool where they can check their child's grades? Yes. Yep, absolutely. Okay. Yep. So that would be just another way to stay connected to what your child's turning in or maybe not turning in. Um, I think another thing I hear from parents when sending their kids to middle school is because they have so many different teachers for different subjects rather than just one to two like they do in elementary school, there's more people to communicate with. So what would you say to parents about that? If that is true, you have more. You, you do you do have more people to communicate with. Um, but I would also say that, you know, reach out and, and, and stay on top of it before it becomes a problem, you know. Um, once a student is getting so far into the hole, it's very difficult to climb back out of that. It really is, and it's very frustrating for them, and, and they don't see any way out, and... You, you know, of their grades, and it's just sort of like, well, why even try now? So I would, I would just say the, the, the quicker 
that you can get on top of that, the better. Um, even if you have to um, reach out a little bit more often at the beginning, that's going to save you a bunch at the end. So even though it might be a few more teachers, it, it, is, it is still worth the time to, to reach out to each, each one, of them, one of them individually. Or most of the time we're, we're also finding that it's, it's students that are struggling in maybe a couple classrooms to get stuff turned in. It's not usually all five or six classes that they take. So um, it's not as overwhelming, you know, as, as some parents might think it would be. But it's understandable to think that it could be. Yeah. Right, sure. Yeah. Well, middle school is just such a critical time because it's that transition between my baby's left elementary school to, oh, my goodness, they're going to be driving in high school. Yeah. And, right. and, then you ha- and then you throw, you know, puberty into it and, you know, social and emotional emotions that come with being an adolescent. So it's, it's a tough time in middle school. Yeah, absolutely. Sure is. All right, well, now to the fun questions that we get to ask all of our guests. Are you ready, John? Yeah, I think so. All right, well, the first one, um, what's your personal hashtag? I was thinking about this the other day when Jen answered hers, and I don't, I don't know that I have a personal personal hashtag. Um, I, I don't know. If I, had to, if I had to kind of narrow it down, I would say um, – Hashtag better together. I feel like I like it. We are obviously we are. I think better together. Um, working in the same, going in the same direction, and pulling in the same direction. You know, um, I, I forget the the cartoon that I saw, but it was the old Viking ship where they're rowing on both sides, you know, but only one side is rowing, right? So you're only going in a circle. Mm-hmm. And so one one group is just working as hard as they possibly can, and the other ones are complaining that they're only going in a circle. And so this has nothing to do, I guess, with school necessarily. I'm just saying we as a community, we as a school, we as family, we as just we are mm-hmm. better, and uh, we're better when we're together. Love it. That's a good one. Definitely. So what would you say you enjoy most about your job being a middle school principal? This is, this is only my second year to be into a middle school. Um, You know, I was an elementary teacher. I was an elementary principal up until last year. So this is my first year. I've always joked and said that uh, the last time I was in middle school was when I was in middle school and it didn't go great. So this is going much better, I think. But um, <laughs> one of the things that I really enjoy is making connections with students that, uh, you know, who, who may or may not have a lot of positive uh, role models in their life. And even if they do, being one more positive role model. I mean, we you can never have enough positive role models. So I just try – I really enjoy – talking with that student who um, you can tell needs someone to talk to. And I, I really, I think I, I'm enjoying that a little bit more um, in middle school than I thought I might because they, they, you know, they, they can carry on those conversations. Whereas sometimes in elementary school, when a student is showing that need, it's, it's a behavioral acting out. And no matter what you say or do they're you know, it doesn't matter what you say or do. So sometimes in middle school, you, you get to talk through it a little bit more. 
a little bit more conversational. And I, I really enjoy that. I see you as probably being like a jokester comedian with the middle schoolers. And I think laughter is a great way to connect with kids that age. Are you the jokester? I, I try to be, but I mean, I'm sure most of my jokes fall flat. So. <laughs> yeah. Maybe yeah. some of the time. So what are three things that you are grateful for in the NLCS community? Well, first I would say our students. I mean, without our students, you know, we don't have, we don't have schools. So um, stu- students by far, number one. Um, getting, to, getting to know those students and, and make those connections with them. Uh, second, our staff... Um, our staff at Bedford Middle School is phenomenal. Just top to bottom, left to right, they are absolutely amazing hard workers. And no one's going to sit on here and say, well, my, my staff's not very hard working. You, you know, no one's going to say that. This was an easy one to do. But this is one where you don't feel like a used car salesman either. Sorry about being using that phrase, but um, I think everybody knows what I mean by that. It's I truly believe when you walk through our hallways and you see our teachers interacting with students and you listen to what's being done in the classroom, they, they are absolutely amazing. And then you, our support staff, we, you know, everybody in our district and everybody around anywhere right now is short-staffed. Um, we have students that eat in our gymnasium, and then we have a, like we have a basketball game afterwards you know, after school one day. And so a person who, we, we might have one and a half custodians in the evening. We're supposed to have three. So we're half of what we should have. And it gets cleaned. And then after the game, it gets cleaned again. I mean, they're just picking up and our, our support staff of uh, instructional support staff is amazing as well. Um, and third would be our families and, and community. And we are reaching out to our community. And I think as we get out of uh, or, or back into a little bit more normal routine. You know, our community is stepping in and helping us as Bedford Middle School. Uh, businesses around are helping us, and uh, they help students. And um, our families are, are just amazing to work with. And so those 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 would be my top three. Hence, hashtag better together. Yeah, there you Absolutely. go. Way to tie that back in. I wish I would have thought of that. So we actually have um, a new question that we're adding on this episode that we're going to begin asking our guests and you're the first one to receive this question. Even so though I'm the third guest, right? I'm the yeah. first one to get this there. One. You go. We you're you number one. Yeah. Yes. See number one to get this question. Great. Wanted you to be special. So this question originated because last week we were talking to our podcast producer, David Van Landingham, mm-hmm. who is the North Lawrence communications and media coordinator for our corporation. And so we were joking with him as the producer and saying, Hey, you're like our DJ over there you know, working the sound, your DJ name could be DJ Van, short for David Van Landingham. So we thought, hey, let's start asking our guests what their DJ name would be. It's just, it's fun. Fun. So what would your DJ name be, Mr. Hudson? I feel like you might already have one. I actually don't have one. (laughs) I feel like you might have put some thought into this. I haven't. This is going to, this is maybe going to surprise you that um, I don't have a great answer for this one. What? I don't know what I would be. J Hud. DJ, but you can't do DJ J Hud. That doesn't sound right. I feel like it does. 
Well, the, I, I would go with DJ J-Hud. I, no, I can't go with that. I, I don't know. It just sounds, I don't know. DJ Hudson, I don't know. Spin Master. There you go. Spin, Spin Master, Master Hudson. I don't know. Yeah. There it That's is. Terrible. Spin Master Spin Hudson. Hudson. Yeah. Like it. That's crazy. I don't know. I feel like we need a DJ J-Hud. I'm, I'm, more, I'm more of a listener than a, <laughs> than a beatboxer or a DJ, <laughs> a like spinner. vinyl spinner. <laughs> um, but. Uh, I don't know yeah. those moves on the feels. Yeah. Tells me you might yeah. be the he slid dancer. down the staircase. I know. Yeah. That w- you might be surprised, and you might not, because it was not that great, but that was one take. Didn't you? Wow. Um, that was just one take. Impressed. Oh, what's that move called? Dab? Raise the roof? Did you dab? Is it dab? Yeah, I didn't dab. Oh. I didn't dab. No, it was just more of a feel-good sort of hands up, just... Yeah, there was no dabbing. Okay. I thought I yeah. saw him raise the roof, but I could no, be wrong. There, no. No race. No, it was pretty. Uh, just no. feel good. It was, feel good yeah. Times. It was just me being in the groove. Okay. And that's what it looks like. Spin so. Master <laughs> HUD in the groove. <laughs> that's terrible. <laughs> All right, everyone listening that's going to see Mr. Hudson that's in the terrible. next week, refer to him as Spin, Spin Master, Master HUD. We love it. Let's see how that goes. Well, thank you so much for being here, John. We've really enjoyed it. We've learned a lot about BMS and all the opportunities for our students. We hope you had a good time, Spin Master. I, I did up until that last <laughs> question. Um, but thank you to the two of you for doing this and spotlighting our schools and our community and uh, each of our individual schools, our teachers, our sports programs. Um, what, a, what, a great, what a great idea. So thank you both for doing this. Absolutely. Well, join us next week when we will be joined by the North Lawrence Career Center Director and Assistant Director. Both Amy Redman and Stephen McNabb will be here. So tune in then and remember to send your answers to this week's trivia question to podcast at nlcs.k12.in.us. And finally, today, as we wrap up, we would like to again listen to some of our students share what they enjoy most about school. See you next week for episode four of North Lawrence Connection. My name is Evan, and I am in fifth grade at Shawswick. Something that I enjoy about school are lunch, because I get to hang out with my friends and eat, obviously, and recess, because I get to get all my energy out. My name is Carson, and I am in third grade at Shawswick. Some things I enjoy about school are doing math because it is fun and I get to learn new things, and recess because I get to see all my friends. Hi, my name is Grayson, and I am in sixth grade at Shawswick. Some, t- some things I enjoy about school are PE because I'm re- uh, I really like sports and math because I'm good at it. My name is Emery. I'm in sixth grade at Shawswick Elementary School. Some things I enjoy ab- about school are basketball because I enjoy p- playing it with my friends and my blocks because it's the first time I've ever gotten to switch classes. Mm-hmm.